0: Maddie, that was three years ago. In fact, you want to hear something terrible? You're not going to sing, are you? Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place.
1: Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy Award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes.
0: We hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now, this is going to take several years, as you can imagine. So please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with
1: creators, cast and crew to extend your listening experience. That's right. And we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And even if you have some trivia to disclose, our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com and we will include you in our future episodes.
0: So stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it Shauna?
1: I sure am. Well, Well, let's let's get started.
0: Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Moonlighting the Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing a few of the changes that have been made in Hulu with regards to the music. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Grace. You got your notes ready for the music changes?
1: Yes, I think this is a necessary discussion. Hulu is now streaming Moonlighting. So, you know, it's everything we always hoped for and we kind of knew that there would be changes to the music if it was ever going to be streaming. Um, It was just, what were those changes going to be? So now that we're a little bit more familiar with some of the changes they've made, it's a good time to discuss all of this. Many of the Moonlighting
0: fans were waiting in anticipation for the changes because they knew that were going to be some changes because Glenn hinted in a post that there were some changes to the music. So We've decided to do a little bit of a review. Some of the changes are okay. Some of the changes,
1: not so good. So we'll go through that. Also, a lot of people wrote in to the podcast and asked us to do this episode to discuss uh, the many music changes and hear our views. And yeah, we're happy to do that. And we'd love to hear your comments back. Everyone's going to have different opinions on some of the music changes, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) So... Yeah, Grace and I have been working on our book, which we just finished this week. So we attempted to include um, all of the music and moonlighting, which I think would be an impossible task because there is a Mount Everest size of music packed into that show. As fans know, they'll have three, four different music changes within a minute. <laughs> it could just change and change back uh, when you really listen. So, But we got a lot more familiar with the music, and then that kind of gives us an idea Um you know, a better feel for a lot of these scenes because we watched Moonlighting so many times while we were writing our book, which is an episode guide available now on Tucker Press and Amazon. Through that process, we got a better idea of um, the feel of all the scenes. You know, we had it before, but through our deep dive, we get um, even more of a feel of all of these scenes. So some of these music changes, I mean, a lot of the music is really ingrained in us. So it is really a part of the show and some changes are a hard pill to swallow. But if that's what it took to get it streaming, great. You know, and who knows the next iteration, maybe some of that music will come back, you never know. Now, the night that Hulu released Moonlighting, Grace and I immediately got on Zoom. And I could access Hulu and the episodes and Grace couldn't. So we got on Zoom and we just scoured the episodes and looked for all the music changes the first night. We spent hours scouring through, you know, and listening to the original and then seeing what was changed, um, you know it took a while to find all the changes, but yeah, anyway, we were very interested from the get-go.
0: The thing is that this show is almost forty years old, so we've had forty years of that music, and we've often said the music is one of the characters in the show, which has you yeah. know a very high impact on the show or the particular scene that it's attached to. So now, when a moonlighting fan listens to it, They may or may not, depending on the scene, think, oh, no, that scene is not the same now. It's just not the same because of that different music. So we'll go through
1: it. Yeah. And not that it changes the overall show. Of course, the overall show holds. And Hulu proves that because all the feedback that we've gotten is that the show holds up, aside from a few fashion notes. But that's of its time. So the show holds up regardless. But new fans will miss, just like the lighting. The music is a supporting character in the show, and there were reasons why a lot of that music was chosen originally, which we're going to talk about today. So. so what we're going to do is, Grace and I are just going to pick one piece of music to talk about. We can't cover everything. We'll just look at one at a time and cover what we can, and along the way, as we talk through the podcast in future episodes, we'll cover more. I'm going to start with my favorite episode in the series, which is Maddie's Turn to Cry. The very last scene, it had nowhere to run to all right, by Martha and the Vandels. And I just thought that piece of music fit the scene so well. That's the scene where they're in the milk truck and then they run into the bowling alley and they're chasing the people through the bowling alley. And again, just even the title tells you nowhere to run to. You know, they run into the bowling alley, they're kind of caught in Maddie and David's trap. It's just a matter of them chasing the people down and kind of tackling them and capturing them. And the music made it so much fun. And I just know this song was specifically chosen for this scene, Nowhere to Run To. And Glenn and Bruce and I'm sure Sybil, they were all fans of these Motown hits. And Moonlighting had a certain genre of music that was in it most of the time. So they've replaced it. The song that they replaced it with is called Steam Train Coming, a song that was made in 2018. It has the essence of a heat wave, okay, like heat wave, you know, that song. It has the essence of that song. I'm not saying the song is awful. I don't think any of us like that a lot of the music that replaced these songs is current. You know, I think, Grace, you can speak for you, that they should have chosen maybe other songs that were more of that time. Why put music in a show, an 80s show that's current? No criticism of the people who had to do this job. I mean, It it was a necessary thing to get it streaming. So no, this is not meant to criticize. It's just thoughts of long-term fans. It's current music for a show like this that just shows really music a lot earlier than the eighties, you know, a lot of like sixties and seventies songs, 2018, 2020, 2022 songs don't work. They just don't, you know, they don't totally work. It changes the energy of the scene for me, this steam train coming. It does have the essence. I will say that it does have the essence of a Motown song. So that's okay. But this being one of my favorite episodes, it's a hard pill to swallow that that, but nowhere to run by Martha and the Vandals is gone. So that's my first choice. What do you think about? I know you haven't exactly heard the song, Grace, but what do you think about them replacing this song? Any thoughts? I could imagine that it would have been quite a difficult
0: job to ascertain which songs to place in there. And I agree with what you're saying. It's a 1980s show. So I would have thought they would have just put 80s songs in there. But to put a 2018 song in there, I mean, to new viewers, they probably won't notice a difference, but they might. They might say, hang on, this song's from a couple of years ago and this show's from 1985. Mm-hmm. So that that's a little bit strange to me. We've got so many affections for this show that, you know, if you're going to mess
1: with it, Seems like just generic recording artist because it doesn't have a specific person listed. It says universal production music. So maybe they've recorded a lot of music to use. It's just probably a cheaper version. They tried to get kind of the same essence in it. It's a song that has some energy. Like I said, it does have kind of a Motel essence. But 2018, universal production music. It's called Steam Train Coming. But anyway... Was this song important to you, though, in the series? Would that um, change your view of the scene, taking out Nowhere to Run? Because some are more important than others.
0: Not as important as others, but that was the perfect song for that scene. Yeah. Nowhere to Run. Because she blocked her in the bowling alley. She had nowhere to run, so it was perfect.
1: Yeah. When we're talking about, like, supporting the scene, the song was chosen to support that scene for a reason. So that's why it's hard to take that it's changed.
0: Mm. But I really find it hard to take. With the whole episode, Maddie's Turn to Cry has been cut to pieces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, six of the seven songs have been replaced in Maddie's Turn to Cry, albeit some of the songs are recaps. But, you know, it's still disappointing because this was a major part of the plot in the series and it's a middle episode of the trilogy. We don't have Hulu in Australia, so I haven't seen these episodes, but If I have to watch this episode, Maddie's turn to cry, it'll be Grace's turn to cry because (laughs) Moon River's gone, All the Way's gone, Nowhere to Run, It Was a Very Good Year, Misty, Stop in the Name of Love. I mean, (laughs) these songs were just so perfect for this episode and they have cut this episode to bits. Now, again, we're not criticising. We're just saying as a Moonlighting fan for many, many years, if I have to go and watch this episode with new music, how am I going to react to it? I don't know because I haven't seen it. But that's only one of the episodes yep. that they've cut to bits. The other one, the other two actually, is Sam and Dave and um I'm Curious Maddie. Moon River's Gone Again from Sam and Dave. Since I fell for you. See, it's hard for see, listeners, it's a bit hard for me because I don't know the songs that have replaced these songs. So Shauna, you're gonna have to help me. <laughs> Although you've you've picked this you've only picked
1: certain ones that really hurt. It's tough with these episodes because this is an important point in the show, which you know, to original viewers, this is the trilogy that leads up to a very big moment in the show. They preserved some of it. Now some sometimes when it says it's replaced, if there's a scene, an important scene, the music is there in one episode, but it's been replaced in the beginning when they're recapping. So sometimes when it says it's replaced, it's only in the recap in the beginning, like they didn't want to pay for it just to recap in the beginning, but they've actually got it in the previous episode. But again, this is all new. So I've noticed it, but I don't have all the specifics of everything. They had to remind viewers. So they didn't want to pay to just have it in the recap. But these are important moments, like you're saying, you know, these are all the episodes that lead up to a very big moment in the show. So when we finally get some time, Grace, and, you know, you have access to Moonlighting with the new music it will be interesting to just sit and watch it with the new music Mm -hmm. and just see how it plays because we haven't really had time to do that just to see how the scene plays. So right now we can only speak to like some of the changes that have been made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shauna and I have just taken a break, but I've obviously edited that silence out. Shauna played Money Talks, Maddie Walks for me so that I could hear the music, Maddie getting dressed, Once she's arrived at the casino, she's getting dressed, you know, when she flicks her hair up. The original song was You Wear It Well by DeBarge. And now it's a different song which, hmm.
1: It's called Life by Richard Cottle.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how other Moonlighting fans feel about this once they watched it on Hulu, but it doesn't have the same feel to me. Shauna sent me the video of that particular scene and- It doesn't do
1: it for me, but what are your thoughts, Shauna? Doesn't do it for me either. No, the song, You Wear It Well. Again, you know, it's just a song that was chosen to fit the scene. Yeah. So the replacement, it's not the most important scene in any episode of Moonlighting or anything. I mean, Maddie's just getting ready to go to the casino. So I can see why, you know, maybe it's not worth putting money into that scene to save the song. But Mm. um, the feel is very different. I don't know. I'm sure it's it's just a more modern song, right? It's just not the same feel. It just for me, it doesn't work. What I did for Grace is I played the scene side by side because I have the original video and I have the Hulu version. So we just watched both back to back. Watching them back to back, it just gave it a different feel, didn't it, Grace? We were both like, "Oh, just having a reaction." <laughs> like, no,
0: hey listeners, you didn't want to hear my reaction.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what? Now, like we said before, Grace, one of the tests, I guess, because if we're sitting here saying here's the original song and here's the new one, of course, we're going to go no, you know, because we're getting an immediate difference in hearing immediately, you know, the difference in seeing how it plays over the scene. And it's just not the same for us. But again, in the future, when we have the opportunity to just sit and watch the episode, I'd like to see how it plays within the entire episode you know if we're just watching uh, money talks Maddie walks with the new music will it register that much i mean for us it will but it's like will we still just sit there and enjoy the scene and enjoy the episode without thinking too much of the song i'm just wondering
0: yeah that's true um you'd have to sit down and watch the whole episode it's very easy to sort of watch the old snippet and then watch the new snippet and listen to the music and go oh no no that doesn't work um But yes, we've got to give it a go, and once I get to watch the whole episode, it might be different. It might not make that much of a difference to the whole episode, but that particular scene, if you watch it on its own, I wasn't totally impressed with that, but we obviously have no choice in that, and that's the choice they made, and we live with it. But thank God we have the originals. But you're right. If we watch the whole episode, it might not make such a big difference to the whole episode. It's really great now because we can refer to our book, Shauna. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh,
0: I know. Yeah, so that particular song is the only song that was replaced. So we've still got Murphy's Law, which is great, and we've still got The Nutcracker Suite. So I guess if I had to watch the whole episode, uh, when I get to watch the whole episode revised, it may or may not make a huge difference, but we always loved seeing Maddie flip her hair up to that song.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just To us, it's ingrained like a lot of these. Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And as we've talked about, you know, throughout this episode, some work better than others. And just watching it kind of contained there, one scene to the other, you know, you wear it well. And then having life play just wasn't the same impact for us. So, all right. When we first started looking at these episodes on Hulu, and like I said, Grace and I were scouring episodes right away, uh, first night to see what uh, music had been changed. One thing we started noticing is that in Season 5, none of the music had been changed, which was pretty surprising. So we wondered why. Now, on Moonlighting Strangers, one of the participants on that website helped with the remastering of Moonlighting. And so I asked him for his expertise on the matter, and he kind of confirmed our suspicions, which were that Season 5 had better music contracts in place at the time. So they were able to keep a lot of that music in or all of it. I don't think anything was touched in season five. And A Woman with the View has all of that wonderful music in, and any of that was changed. I was really surprised when I looked at A Woman with the View um, that first night that we were looking at the episodes, Grace, and, you know, it's a wonderful world and all of those songs were still there. I was like, wow, how'd they do that?
0: Thank God. Thank God. Because yeah. you can't, honestly, that is one song in the whole series that you cannot replace. I'm sorry if they had to replace that. Oh, But yeah, Womb with a View, oh my God, Baby Love, What a Wonderful World, The Girl from Impanema, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, and The Sunny Side of the Street. Well, you couldn't have changed
1: that anyway because they were singing it. But
0: yeah, so A Womb with a View, it's a treasure with regards to the songs.
1: And yes, I guess another thing I noticed within season five was My Fair David, they took out the Rolling Stones song, obviously, as we talked about. But then there's a Rolling Stones song in The Color of Maddie. That's sung by Hank Williams Jr. So I was like, how did they keep a Rolling Stones song, even though it's a cover, in The Color of Maddie, but they have to take it out in My Fair David. That answers that question as well. Yep, thank you for that tidbit, which we suspected that was confirmed. So that's great to know.
0: Yeah, because when we realized that season five hadn't been touched, there had to be a legal reason for that. And that makes sense that by season five, they decided, well, listen, we better get these music rights done properly. Let's do this properly. And um, obviously had proper contracts and season five is intact.
1: Yep. Okay, great. So let me give you a solid example of how some of the music from the episodes were left in and one episode taken out and another episode and then left in and another.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. This is going to be interesting. Okay. I'm sitting down.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to love this one. This one's a bit... Uh, This one's a pip. (laughs) All right. So here we are in the trilogy. Sam and Dave, a lot of great music, of course, in these episodes. At the end of Sam and Dave, when Mark Harmon goes back and he and Maddie have their little sexy moment. Interlude. The the romantic interlude. All the Way is playing by Sinatra. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. As As we know. And that was left intact. Thankfully, Beautiful. Grace. Yep. Yes. All right. So then um, very next episode, Maddie's turn to cry. They do a recap at the beginning because, you know, as we know, and you can look at the timeline in our book now, Grace, <laughs> all of, you know, all, of the, all of these episodes weren't aired back to back. So there was a little time gap. So they wanted to remind viewers what happened um, in Sam and Dave. So mm-hmm. they do a recap at the beginning of the episode and they've replaced all the way with another song in the recap, only in the recap. That's the only place it played originally. Right. Um, but it's another song. Let me see if I know the, the name of the song. It's something about starlight, something. It's just, it has maybe the a similar feel, but of course it's not all the way, okay. you know? It's a little bit, to me, it has, it's kind of cheesy, a cheesy mm-hmm. kind of romance song, right? Okay. Okay, so that's Maddie's turn to cry. Very next episode, I Am Curious Maddie. Okay. Again, a time gap, right? <laughs> let me see if i can pull up our <laughs> get the book out shauna <laughs> yeah, you know this is going to be their moonlighting bible i'm telling you everybody <laughs> the book we don't have yet yeah. yeah but we've only got on pieces of paper but it's okay i've put a timeline in here now i'm going to refer to this timeline oh here we go it's in the two eras human chapter okay okay So we're talking about Sam and Dave, Maddie's Turn to Cry, and I Am Curious Maddie. February 10th, 1987, air date, Sam and Dave. March 3rd, 1987, Maddie's Turn to Cry. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) About a month later, a little less than a month later. And about a month later again, so there's a month between Maddie's Turn to Cry, about a month, and the air date of I Am Curious Maddie, March 31st, 1987. All right? Crazy. So, So And... Mind you, with these series of episodes, it's only five days. This covers five days in the life of Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. But it takes three months to get remind. there. <laughs> yeah, to get from Blonde on Blonde to to Eris Human.
0: Aeris Human, yes.
1: It's all in the book, people. Take a look. Yep. Okay, anyway, so then they had to do another recap for I Am Curious Maddie, where they show that same scene with Maddie and Sam in bed.
0: To remind the viewers because... <laughs> It's been a while.
1: <laughs> yes, it's been a while. And they had to remind the viewers again. But this time, All The Way plays in the recap.
0: Stop it. Jorna, <laughs> you're killing me. Okay. So you're su- let me summarize what you okay. just said. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sam and Dave, Maddie and Sam are having a good time. And All The Way is playing at the end of the episode. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. then... Maddie's turn to cry comes along and they recap that scene with a different song, another romantic song. Right. Yes. Then I am curious Maddie comes along and the recap of that scene is played again with all the way by Frank Sinatra again.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: I need somebody to explain that to me, please.
1: Yeah, I know exactly. So my only thought is that maybe I am curious Maddie was it's a big episode. So if we're going to save it in the recap in one, maybe they don't want to pay for it to be in the recap of Maddie's turn to Cry Mm. and I'm Curious, Maddie. So if you're going to choose one, um, I'm Curious Maddie's a bigger episode. Maybe they tried to leave that more intact, even though some songs were taken out like Stormy Weather. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Why don't they put the music into Stormy Weather instead of All the Way? Anyway, they made their choices. And that's just one example of where music was left in taken out, Ooh.
0: left in. That's crazy. That's very interesting. I'd love to yeah. know the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Grace, do you want to pick another? The other one that, I mean, I don't know what song has replaced this, but from I'm Curious Maddie, When a Man Loves a Woman. I mean, that, that scene is such a beautiful scene, and that song really complemented and completed the scene. So- Stormy Weather, that was a great scene with the – I think that's that's the one with the Wobblies,
1: isn't it? Uh, That's where um, Agnes and Bert are talking about um, relationships over her desk.
0: Yeah. So Stormy Weather was a really good – even though the song is a serious song by Billie Holiday, but it added a bit of comedy to that scene, (laughs) and I really like that they used Stormy Weather for that scene, so I don't know what song has replaced it. Yeah, so in I'm Curious, Maddie, it's When a Man Loves a Woman and Stormy Weather
1: that I'm very curious about. All right, so Stormy Weather for me in that, um, and we hear a Stormy Weather um, in, other, in other episodes, that would probably be more important to me. This one with Over the Wobblies and them talking, it's not as important to me. Don't care that much about that. When a man loves a woman, that is when Maddie comes home from being out all night, right? And Sam is waiting for her. And so that's kind of the song between Sam and Maddie. Is that right? When a man loves a woman. That's when he made a breakfast. There was breakfast her in the land room. Yeah. So she just came in from the chase with Maddie's turn to cry. She comes in. That song is playing. I don't care about that song either. To me, I don't care about music for Sam and Maddie.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: I don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) because I don't care if he loves her or not go away Sam
0: (laughs) don't beat around the bush Shauna
1: just come out and say it that's what we're here for (laughs) Um, but I hear you I hear you but for me not as important but yep I'm sure important to many people okay shall I move on to my next Mm -hmm. gripe (laughs) yes now it's turning into a gripe okay Here's a music change I don't like. And there are bigger music changes that we will get to. And we all know what they are. Okay. But what I don't like is that they replaced all of the music in a trip to the moon when they are dancing in the laundromat. Mm. Okay. And the reason why that music was important to me was, first of all, the songs were very specifically chosen. These songs were breaking up is hard to do. I mean, come on as they walk into the laundromat you know and come on then shall we dance okay they dance in the laundromat this is all supporting the scene okay laura's theme all right which i'm gonna come back to that in a minute and then hello dolly which i don't really know how hello dolly ties in maybe it's just um a song it might be more comical like a song that you just always hear in music or something like that you know if you have any thoughts on how that ties into that scene but Breaking up is hard to do. Shall we dance Laura's theme? Those three in particular are important. Why? Because to me, there are two scenes that bookend all of this upheaval and trauma and everything that we went through in season four, um, into season five, which is when Maddie left. Okay. So this is the scene where Maddie leaves and they're not together until the end of season four again. And then of course we go through spoiler alert, losing the baby and we come to a yuck and a hard place. Okay, that's the other side of the bookend for me when they're in the elevator. And this is where they kind of make amends and kind of console each other finally about losing the baby, the songs in that which have actually been left. So now there's no tie back to it. So the songs in Between the Yuck and the Hard Place are Downtown, Mac the Knife, Laura's Theme. Okay, so that's where it ties back to the laundromat. They dance together in the laundromat in the beginning of this whole trauma when Maddie left. And now the scene where they're consoling each other and kind of overcoming all the trauma that they've been through, this song plays again. And to me, it always tied it back to the laundromat, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, this music is very important. Mm -hmm. And then the last song is, You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby. You know, of course, we all know why that's important, right? Yeah. And that's when David loses it. Um, So it's really a bummer to me. It really bums me out that this um, music in in the laundromat is gone. Because it just tied A Yuck in a Hard Place, all of that, everything that the fans, Maddie and David, the whole storyline that began in the laundromat when Maddie left until we get to the elevator where in the show, that's pretty much the end point of all of it. Yeah. That Laura's theme tied those songs together for me. So very disappointed to see that the music in the laundromat have been changed.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really good tie-in. But yeah, it ties back to Trip to the Moon.
1: Absolutely. Some of the music choices, I don't understand why. Now, I think they left the music in um, a yuck and a hard place because you have to have, you must have been a beautiful baby in there in order to understand the triggering scene, right? I mean, Downtown and Mac the Knife, I don't totally get. Again, maybe they're just like typical songs in Muzak. Laura's theme tied back to The Laundromat. And yeah, so anyway, big bummer there for me.
0: Well, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. All right. Another song for you? Come back, Little Shiksa, and guess which song I'm going to (laughs) say. Manic Depression by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Absolutely the perfect song for that scene, and I don't even want to know what they've replaced it with.
1: Yeah. For a lot of these, it won't matter what they replaced it with. The point is it's gone, and Bruce chose that song and fought for that song to be in that scene. Yep. And there's another song that Bruce chose that we'll talk about as well. That's gone. And that's a real shame because that's his fingerprint on the show taken off. Yeah.
0: It was the lyrics, the sound of him smashing the BMW to bits. The two characters were, no, there were three characters in that scene, the car, Bruce, and the song, and now one's been taken away. It's unfortunate because that scene with that song was just the perfect match, but unfortunately it's gone mm-hmm. so that's the other one for me
1: yep and we know that Bruce wanted it and um, the network said no at first that they weren't gonna they didn't want to pay for it and Bruce said well I might not be feeling too well so that's right I
0: don't uh, <laughs> I don't feel well I don't think I'll be in tomorrow
1: <laughs> yeah Oh, oh 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 oh, oh. I, you know we're gonna pay for the song because Bruce was you know a rising star at that moment in time and he knew how to get what he wanted, so um, he did fight for that song. He wanted. It. I mean, manic depression. Come on, like Maddie's gone. He is in a manic depression. He's losing it. Oh, absolutely, the song yeah. could not be better.
0: He's completely lost it. He smashed her car because he couldn't get a hold of her. So he thought that's the next best thing.
1: And the car. I mean, something we'll talk about when we get to that episode. But. The car represents their relationship. I mean, they spent so much time in that car. You know, it held a lot of their memories and their conversations and things like that. It was replaced by a song called You Gotta Hold On. <laughs> by the way, You Gotta Hold On. I'm sure it was a recent. So yeah, that, that is the shame just with some of this music. Don't know the artist, but it's called, Oh, You Gotta Hold On Me. That's what it's called. You Gotta Hold On Me. I don't know. Like to me, that seems like, oh, the title fits. She's gotta hold on him. Let's just throw it in there. I don't know. I have watched the scene with the new music. It obviously did not work as well. All right. Um, the next one I would say, guessing you degree, is this old heart of mine from Knowing Her. That was my yep. next one, Shauna. Yep. Okay. Yep. Here we are meeting in the middle. Again, we know Bruce chose this song. It's he and Jillian in the park and this old heart of mine, you know, she's an old love. She's got a hold on him, you know, is weak for you. I mean, couldn't be more perfect. That's what was going on with Jillian and David. Let's see what it was replaced with. Knowing her. Um, this old heart of mine, it's, oh gosh, it's replaced with a song called Slow Things Down a Dial by Wesley Bright. And it's a more recent song, yes. So, nope, sorry. Doesn't work for me. You know what? Bruce had a
0: neck of selecting just the perfect song for a scene didn't he He yeah
1: he really did yeah Yeah. bruce was so musical and glenn they had such a love of motown music specifically and others um but i don't think there's anything that you could replace it with even if it was an older another motown song or something again it supports the scene it supports what's going on between he and jillian it was chosen specifically for that scene it was chosen by bruce Again, his fingerprint has kind of been taken off of it, which is a shame. And for all of those reasons, slow things down to dials, not going to quite cut it for me on that scene.
0: Yeah. Another one from that same episode, which I would have loved for them to keep it in there was take me out to the ball game.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. I wonder what they've um, changed that to. Um, it's just an Alf Clausen score that's extended. They haven't replaced it with anything, so. But that's what I mean, you know, when I said they would just change, you know, and then they would go right back into chase music or like the funeral march or, you know what I mean? Like the music changed like crazy, but because they approached that because of how it ended, you know, with you're safe and I'm sorry. It was just perfect. Yes, it was. It was part of it. It just added humor.
0: I'd like to talk about a song I'm very happy that's gone. Can I do that, Shauna?
1: Yeah. And I'm going to talk about something similar after you.
0: Obviously, people are going to have different views on this. And maybe you like the song to this scene, but I've never found it. And we've discussed it in um, one of our episodes that I've never quite understood why they chose this song. But in the opening sequence of My Fair David, you can't always get what you want. That's been replaced. So I don't know what it's been replaced with, but. Happy is um, not the word. Happy I shouldn't be ha- overly happy. I mean, I've never really liked that song attached to that scene, but they've replaced it, so I'm not perturbed about that one.
1: Yes. Um so that's been replaced with it's called Harpsichord Concerto number no. 4 in A major by the Prague Chamber Soloist, which is fine and I agree with you. I never understood that song. It never really totally worked for that scene for me. Didn't see how it really related to What was going on?
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's been replaced by some classical music, which is appropriate because he's a pianist.
1: You know, it kind of works, right? Yep. And on that similar note, the sun also rises. When Maddie goes to the car and the David Lee Roth song was playing, they replaced that with music that's very similar. I mean, I don't think I would even maybe realize it was changed. Wow. Okay. It's yeah, just a rock song that's very much in that same vein. It totally works. When I watch the scene with that new music and Maddie walking to the car, getting in and all of that, it's good. For me, that works. Now, some people I'm sure are upset you know, about that specific song, the David Lee Roth song being gone. But when they said that they tried to pick music that was the same in tempo and the same kind of sentiment, to me that works. That one works. So not mad about that. What's another one? Well, I'm happy they've kept Twas intact. Yes, but while we're on the topic of the holiday episodes, Twas remains intact. It's a wonderful job. They took out um, Sleigh Ride by the um, Ronettes, which plays in the very beginning when Maddie wakes up. And then it also plays during the party when Maddie and Albert are listening to Richie and David talk about Maddie. <laughs> and Sleigh Ride also plays in the background. So they've changed music in both of those scenes again, the energy is lost. And they just replaced it with a song that's kind of another Christmasy song, not anything you would know. A generic Christmas song that just mentions Christmas. <laughs> that first song with Sleigh Ride just set the tone. And then you hear it again later in the show, and then now it's not there. Yeah, I thought it changed the feel of it. People may not notice it. I mean, people won't notice it, of course, like new viewers, you know, but that was a song that was very much attached to that episode to me. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: The other one I'm not happy with, as I've said a million times, I don't know what it's been replaced with, but in Bride of Tupperman, they've removed I Was Made to Love Her. And I thought that was just perfect for when David was looking for a woman for Mr. Tupperman.
1: That's true. Yes, I agree.
0: But I'm so happy that they kept the Space Odyssey theme for when David tells the Wobblies to don their goggles because Stevie's just about to walk in. So I am so glad that they did
1: not remove that music. Perfect. Yeah, that is good. Okay, one that I thought you were going to mention, Grace, but maybe you haven't gotten to yet, is in Atlas Belched, the Patsy Cline song that they replaced. Yes,
0: because I'm 50-50 on that. Um, I was looking at it while you were talking, actually. Yes. It provided a nice sort of ambient background, but I think there were many other songs that you could replace it with. It is disappointing they removed it,
1: but yeah,
0: it doesn't yeah. hurt me that much.
1: It's not the most important song. Of course, it's only background music, and I'm sure background music wasn't the most important music to keep. So I do understand. But Leaving on Your Mind, again, it's a little bit of a comical support there. Yes. So it's a total Glen choice.
0: The song title and lyrics are totally related to that plot. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. So it's a little bit of a disappointment, but not, not the most important one, of course. A more important one would be at the beginning of The Man Who Cried Wife. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm getting to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This is dedicated to the one I love. I mean, when he comes in and he sees that table and that song starts up, that really, really set the tone for that scene, and that is a shame that it's gone. That one hurts because it starts suddenly. It was just the perfect song for that scene, and it's just sad that it's gone. Do you know what
0: it's been replaced with?
1: Uh, Yeah, let me look for a sec dedicated to the one I love, is now replaced with When You Are Near Me, a song by Nora Kovach, more recent song. Of course, it's never going to work for us. What do you think about
0: waiting for a girl like you when Maddie's waiting for David in the hallway and that song's on?
1: Um, I kind of feel like that leaving, you got leaving on your mind, like it's a shame, but it's not the most important song to me. It worked. It kind of worked. I don't know if I ever loved it, actually, now that I think about it. I don't know. It's a little bit too on the nose, like waiting for, <laughs> just waiting, I'm waiting, waiting. He was just waiting to, like, tear his head off. But
0: <laughs> but I agree um, with you. It's never been really important to me, that song. Yeah. And not only that, it's waiting for a girl like you. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. It doesn't totally work. They
0: actually cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> they did an extension of the song you see
1: <laughs> uh, to make it work yeah for uh, okay so waiting for a girl oh, like you yeah, like, so I'm oh my not, gosh that's so fun so i'm not too yeah. worried about that one not too worried about that one no i'm
0: mm-hmm. trying to see if
1: i know what it was for. let me see waiting for a girl like you might have it don't know if i wrote that down man who cried wife no i don't know i think it was just some generic music that replaced it if i remember
0: okay I know a lot of Moonlighting fans mention this in our community that Sweet Love from Anita Baker was replaced on The Sun Also Rises. So what was that replaced with? They were sad about it, but I think the song that it was replaced with wasn't that
1: bad. Do you have that? Yes. At the end of Sun, when they're dancing, it's replaced by a song called The Search Is Over by Survivor. I think it works. It's It's okay. I wasn't married to the song that was playing there. I mean, of course, if I could have all the original music intact, I would keep it, but not my most important piece of music. And I think the sentiment is there because they're just dancing and it's music in the background. What do you think about them taking it out, even if you haven't heard? Was it important to you?
0: No, not really. It was a nice song. It was very popular at the time, very popular
1: song. That one doesn't hurt me that much. I agree. And I think the song that they replaced it with kind of works. So what about Symphony for the Devil? That's kind of a shame, that one. Yeah, and Witness, um, it's replaced by a, a song called Ghost by Tom Thumb. It doesn't really, doesn't work as well as that really perfect kind of familiar sound, I guess. I don't know, just the song that you would um, associate it with. But, yeah, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, because the original song was dark and the lyrics were dark as well. I mean, allow me to introduce myself, right? you think he's on the way to do what he was told but obviously he doesn't end up doing it but still you're talking about the devil and yeah you replaced it with ghost but is, is yeah. that the same thing no yeah. I don't know what it sounds like it might sound fine in the scene so I can't speak to that but that's a sad one that that's gone
1: yeah it just changes it you know it was just a great song for the scene if I remember correctly it's been a while now since I watched it with the new music it wasn't awful it wasn't awful <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's a bad way to say it, but the change wasn't terrible. You know, the scene still works. That's the thing. The scene still works. And that's what I was
0: worried about because the scene was David and the song, not David and Maddie. So you needed a song to replace that vacancy that Maddie's not there and really explain the scene, Mm -hmm. where he was going, because, you know, there was no dialogue. So that's
1: why it was just the perfect song. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be mean at all, but when they say that they tried to replace some of this music with, you know, that had the same sentiment or the same sound, sometimes, and I don't know, I'm just saying, uh, it seems like they just replaced it with a song that had like even a similar title. Like in I Am Curious Maddie, When a Man Loves a Woman is changed with a song called When the Moment Comes, and Stormy Weather is replaced with a song called Rainy Day. Um. So... They're you know? trying
0: to match the title and not necessarily the
1: sound. And sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah. So I was just a little bit disappointed. But you know what? You can't go back in a time machine. It would be almost impossible to capture the real sentiment in the moment of why they chose that music back in the day. I think it was probably a difficult task to replace the music. And maybe sometimes that was just the easiest way. Like, well, this is kind of a similar title, you know. I don't know. Just a thought. Which one did you want to talk about next? Um, Camille. Okay. What's Um Well, they've
0: cut Camille to bits too. Happy Days Are Here Again is gone. Good Golly Miss Molly has gone. Hooray for Hollywood. Come on. That's the best when they're doing their little chase down the street. It's just a do-do-do-do-do-do.
1: Yeah. I know. Short when though. they meet
0: up with Billy Barty.
1: Yes, when they run out the door. Yeah.
0: And then when Judd goes to the guy on the horse and said, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And then the theme song to The Magnificent Seven. I mean, how perfect is that? I don't even want to know what's going on with this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they just went back to more just the traditional Moonlighting Chase music kind of thing. Good Golly Miss Molly um, played just for a minute as well. Not even a minute. And that's what I'm saying about when we have really been scrutinizing and scouring these episodes, how many music changes they'll have within 30 seconds is amazing. And if you blink, you miss it. For me... Um, not a favorite episode. Yeah, it's a shame. Not one that I care about all that much. Those music yeah. changes.
0: Look, it's not one of my favorite episodes. And I think we've both said it's not in our top 10, no. but it's just sad to see. And a lot well, of the songs guess- were, you know, a comedic
1: add to the show. You yeah, know? Exactly. Just- so you're missing a layer, you know, wow. you're missing a support or you're missing a, it's a funny cue. It's Glenn. It's taking part of the personality of the show. So it's mm-hmm. a shame. But yeah. It's whether to the degree that we care about it varies a little bit. Care about all of them, but we want it all intact as it originally was, you know, ideally. Um, Another one that does break my heart, but I will say, and this speaks to the acting of Bruce in particular in this scene, another song that is a shame, um, and it replaced two songs, the two songs that one of them played in the original airing of Brother Can You Spare a Blonde? And then in The Straight Poop, they um, had another song there. So it's If You Only Knew and Natural Woman. Those are the two songs that have played over the scene where Richie and Maddie are dancing and brother Can Kenny's fair blonde. Now that song has been changed to a song called You and I by Mike Leserge. Okay. To me, the original song if you only knew is the one that really supports the scene that breaks my heart. It helps break my heart when they pan and zoom in on David and he gives that look. That's uh stab oh. me. <laughs> stab, oh. me in the heart.
0: stab in the heart, that's what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Natural Woman never worked as well for me. Mm. And of course, this song does not work as well for me. But Mm. when I watch the scene and just watching it, you still get that stab in the heart because of Bruce's acting. Again, this is the message that's being sent to the audience. This is like David's thoughts. So that was an important song, but it had been replaced in the straight poop for whatever reason at that time with Natural Woman. Now that we have this new song, the acting holds up. I will say in that scene, still got that heartache feeling of him watching them dance and feeling really bad about it. So, wow. how do you feel about that? Well,
0: I haven't heard the song, but
1: I can understand
0: what you're saying. Thank God for Bruce; he's held up the scene. You yep, know, yep, yep, yeah, he's done the job.
1: We know how he's feeling just from his face and, and the look he gives and all that stuff. So, regardless, now, what did you think about if you only knew, and then it was changed to a natural woman? You know, between those songs, any thoughts? do you think the original one worked the best or did you like both yeah, the,
0: yeah 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 the original one worked the best but I liked you make me feel like a natural woman as well I think they both worked but obviously the original worked better but I wasn't okay. perturbed about that either however yeah. there's a big however Shauna I am perturbed about something
1: <laughs> okay Hear yours
0: it. very deadly
1: Oh, God, yes. Oh,
0: God, kill me now, Sean. Kill me now. Like, really? Please, Mr. Postman has gone. It's gone, obliterated, out into the atmosphere.
1: Yep, and it was replaced with a song called Rock and Roll Crazy by Richard Mahill.
0: (laughs) Well, no offence to you, Richard. I haven't heard your song, but (laughs) like. This is just perfect. You cannot replace Mr.
1: Postman with another song. I'm sorry. To me, it's kind of nowhere to run to. It's just one of those big hits that totally went with it. Yeah, and it's just a lot of fun to listen to and is irreplaceable. But, yes, it's just so obvious why that was chosen, and to replace it is sacrosanct. And it was just perfect, especially
0: the breaks in it. It stopped at the right spot so Bruce could say his dialogue and then it started again. And because it stopped, start, it was hilarious. It was such a funny scene because of that song as well. Not only Bruce and Sybil's acting, but the song. That
1: one hurts, Shauna. That one hurts. That one does hurt. I agree. Yep, there's no replacing that. And besides that, little jokey things like in Funeral for a Doornail, the... Star Wars theme, you know, the Jaws theme, the Psycho and things like that, you know, that were just music cues, gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very much of its time, Jaws, Psycho, Star Wars, come on, big movies of that time. There
0: were only tiny snippets of them too, when he's fighting with the lawyer. And some of the money go for like five seconds, but you know what the theme is. Like you hear the Psycho theme, but that's not the end of the world, but it would have been nice to keep that in. The other one I've got here is... Look, this isn't the end of the world either, but it would have been nice to keep this in on Big Man at the start. They've taken away Good Morning.
1: I know. Yeah. And at the beginning of our podcast, I just naturally started singing Good Morning, Good Morning. And I was like, wait, no, it's not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make (laughs) It doesn't make sense to new viewers, you know, but.
0: Yeah, it was a perfect start. And it was basically a dedication to Stanley Donnan because he directed Singing in the Rain and yeah, it's a shame. It was just a little instrumental, but that was a great beginning, you know, when they're making the breakfast and...
1: Yep, absolutely. A lot of this music is ingrained in us. And like I said, when we ever get a chance to just sit down and watch the episodes with the new music, it'll just be interesting to see how it plays. Like we said, because of the acting, because of the writing, those things make it hold up first and foremost. The music was an extra added character and um, it's a shame a lot of it's gone. That's okay. You know, I mean, to have it streaming, if this is the trade-off, that's what it took, then I guess we just have to live with it and know that people did the best they can. Again, you know, not a criticism, just thoughts from original viewers.
0: Yeah. Just going back to It's a Wonderful Job, I was sad to see that they took away the dynasty theme when um, Mr. Pesto turns into Joan Collins.
1: (laughs) I know, yes, because that was a fun, of its time, musical cue
0: people would have recognized it straight away that, oh, that's a dynasty theme and mm-hmm. she's got her feet up on the desk like Joan Collins and they've even dressed her
1: up like Joan Collins. That was a bit sad too, but. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Dynasty for anyone. Oh, sorry. The... I'll translate. I'll translate for you.
0: is going to translate for my Australian accent.
1: Oh, dear. You say dynasty, we say dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off.
0: <laughs> you say potato.
1: <laughs> potato, potato, tomato, tomato, dynasty, dynasty.
0: <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. I have another one, Shauna. Okay. And I know, I know you're not going to give a flying fig about this one because it's a DePesto episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. I did not expect them to put money into the DePesto episodes, but go ahead, Grace.
0: Well. In Poltergeist 3, De Pesto Nothing, I can't believe they removed tubular bells.
1: Yeah, I yeah. thought about you. Yep.
0: Yeah, like Curtis Armstrong enters, just like in um The Exorcist. It was just perfect for Herbert's entrance into that house, you know. <laughs> How could they take that away? They've also removed the Twilight Zone, but that's, you know. That's not the end of the world, but I just thought the tubular bells. That was that was just honestly, whoever thought of that was the best choice for that scene.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Double shot of my baby's love. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that is a point, and probably the deal that Glenn made was anything that the cast and crew sing, mm-hmm. not to replace. And then big moments like Be My Baby and things like that, of course, need to be there because they're very much connected to the scene. Thank you, and, Glenn. Yeah, thank you, Glenn, for that. And thank you, Hulu and Disney, for that as well. They did keep some very important music at very important times. And we're totally grateful for that. The, those very, things.
0: Yeah, we're very grateful
1: yeah. for that. Yeah, overall, we're over the moon. Lighting <laughs> without it all. <laughs> and we understand, but if we had our druthers, of course, you know, we would have it all intact. Um, but we get it, you know, that some things just couldn't be kept. But we do appreciate the things that were kept, that people took a lot of care to keep those things. Double shot of my baby love. Yeah, I got to have that in there. You know, it's to me, him commenting on the night before. Yeah, it's the best. A lot of him singing and whistling and everything everything he sings and everything the the crew sings and even bruce whistling you know he whistles and that's all kept in so take a lift at the altar
0: the limbo rock has been removed yet it was in my fair david
1: yeah but it's a more important scene in my fair david you have to that happens quite a bit actually yes that they've they paid for it in one but not another it's just if the scene was important i mean if.
0: Well, Bruce was singing it, so you had to keep it in there.
1: Yeah, so you had to keep it in there. Take a left at the altar. Oh, 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 here's where it is and take a left at the altar. I watched this the other night. It's when Maddie's reading the letter and he said, I'm going to call a company meeting. And Maddie imagines, do, 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 do. That's right, yes. Yeah, it plays just for a second. That's where it is. Uh, Yes, because I was like, where would it be and take a left at the altar? So it's just Maddie imagining (laughs) what kind of meeting David would have with the employee. (laughs) so but the music they replaced it with so again there's a tie back there that we're missing you know so it is a bit of a shame because that's very David right and she would picture him doing like having a limbo lesson but they put in like a musical cue you're missing something there you are
0: you are. You know
1: sounds like there's a lot of tie backs that are missing yeah now at the beginning of cool hand Dave too when it's kamikaze time and they're auditioning for a new David, <laughs> yes. The limbo rock is taken out there as well. Oh. It, it only made sense in there because that's so David the limbo, but they took it out there as well, so that's a shame. But you can live without it. But the yeah. only thing is, it's another kind of tie back to David. You know, well, yeah. thank
0: God we've got my fair David intact. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The other funny thing that I liked in Take a lift at the Altar was the North by Northwest theme yeah. because it tied back yeah. to the plane when um, Cary Grant was. Getting chased by the crop duster. So anyway, that's been removed. But And the tie to um, Maddie's
1: mom. Of course, yes. Even Marie Saint was in North by Northwest. That kind of all tied together. So that's gone. Let me see. What's
0: that's really tail- good I'm happy with, they've kept leader of the pack in Tale in Two Cities.
1: That scene in the
0: garage, yeah. But there's five songs missing that they've replaced, so... Yes, they've kept Steve Winwood. I love Steve Winwood. They've kept "I'm a Man," so that's good.
1: Yeah. Bruce is singing, singing along with that. "I'm a Man," so you have to keep that. Yep. And strangely, season five is pretty much intact, or is intact. <laughs> Just
0: going back to every daughter's father. Right? Oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't mention the car scene when David is tailing Maddie's father. His song is intact, but Love is a many splendid thing has been removed. So I'm assuming that's just replaced by another instrumental.
1: Yeah, Maddie's father. Okay. So um again, it's a shame that um love is a many Splendid thing has been taken out because it again, it's kind of um a little bit just comical. And then you've got Papa as a Rolling Stone, <laughs> which is there, which is great, but um it's just an instrumental that's playing in the car with Mr. Hayes. I actually
0: did a little bit of research to see whether Love is a Many Splendid Thing was related in some way to Robert Webber. Okay. uh, But it's not. No. I thought he might have been in the movie or something.
1: Yeah. I think it was just like he's just driving along, you know, in his own little oblivious bubble.
0: Yeah. Well, it was appropriate
1: for his age group, I guess. Age group. Yes. Classical music. Yeah. Those two songs just worked so well when they went back and forth between the cars and, and you got David, you know, pop bobo's a roll and stone. This is so David. Come on, Mr. Hayes, show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> and the
0: comedic timing of that scene was great because it was just up and back, you know, the classical, yeah. and then you're back to the
1: temptations right. and then you're back to the classical music. It was so funny. Yeah, so it's perfect, you know, and and Mr. Hayes is driving along in this happy little bubble, like, oh, he's going to see his new love. Love is a funny splinter thing is kind of funny. So yeah, that's too bad. There are a couple songs where it's cut from one, um, but not from one season, but not another, you know, which I don't understand because um, we were writing our book and we were scrutinizing a lot, a lot of Dragnet, a lot of Stooges, of course, Mm. a lot of, well, it's the the Bugs Bunny assembly music, but the the song itself is called Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. The Powerhouse song that was an old jazz song from way back that turned into the Bugs Bunny Assembly that Bruce is always whistling. Yeah, Twilight Zone, Dragnet, Stooges. I mean-
0: Dragnet's gone, Twilight Zone's
1: gone. I was just saying in the original series, it's amazing how many times they repeated those songs, songs that were very important to them all the way throughout, you know. But um, Bruce, you know, like the powerhouse song, Bruce whistles a lot and stuff like that, you know, so that'll be in there, you'll hear it. It's still an atomic, you know, when he's killing Kate with kindness, you know, when she sticks the dynamite Lights of dynamite and stuff like that. They're playing powerhouse then. I am curious, Maddie, at the beginning, when they are recapping what's happened in previous episodes, La Bomba played, but they replaced the Richie Balance with an alternate version. It's a sped up version. So yeah, just wondering why they maybe couldn't do that to like with the limbo or something. Hmm. You know, why could they use an alternate version this time? Yeah, okay. One thing that we were talking about was they kept crazy in the pilot, and it seems like they kept the pilot intact. They kept it "Crazy," but they took out the Patsy Cline song in Atlas. Yeah. So I know you and I talked about that. It's like, well, you could have one Patsy Cline song, but not the other. Well, they're both kind of background songs, so don't know. It possibly
0: has something to do with the people who wrote the songs because yeah. Willie Nelson wrote "Crazy." Yeah. That was kept in, but uh, "Leaving on Your Mind" was written by Wayne Walker and Webb Pierce. Okay. point as we all know with music rights you've got to get permission it's not just the artist it's the writers it's the publishers it's a record company it's a whole thing but you're right that's interesting you got one Patsy Cline song but the other one was removed
1: Yep. but you make a good point different writers different publishers thank god grace one song that's very important to me because to me it's Maddie and David's song it's their song since I fell for you in the pilot and it's in at the end of Blonde and Blonde, which is super important. So thank yes. God that wasn't replaced.
0: Thank really God. happy about that. So that was a nice tie back they kept in.
1: Yes, absolutely. Very important. To me, that's that whole song is Maddie and David. That's their song to me. Yeah. I don't know if everyone feels like that, but Yeah. yeah.
0: But I'm very happy with Los Dos de Pestos.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah? tell. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's kept intact. We've kept Oklahoma. Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better, and The William Tell Overture. Woo-hoo!
1: Yes, that was used a lot. The William Tell Overture was used a lot. Yes. And Back Intact, where it's meant to be over the chase in Lady in the Iron Mask because that was inadvertently changed on the DVD. It's intact, again, which everyone's happy about. Oh, that's Uh, fabulous. Another, um, it's not really music, but just kind of sound note that we've noticed is in... Money Talks, Maddie Walks. For some reason on the DVD, and I don't know when it originally aired, but the sound when Tony's shuffling those cards, that was missing on the DVD, but that sound effect has been replaced on Hulu. So I thought that was great that they put that sound back in. Yes. We've mentioned that in the book,
0: that all of a sudden there's a sound effect there of cards shuffling.
1: Yeah. Uh, So as you know, Grace, we both interact with Quite a few of the fans of the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. One of our loyal listeners is um, a guy who runs the Instagram boomer TV memes, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, he's chatting with me about um, some of the music changes. So his thoughts are very fitting to what we're talking about now. Because on the other side of the coin, you know, a lot of the episodes he said he hasn't checked them all out yet. But some of the music works for him. So I was asking him, which music works for you. So for him, You know, he starts out by telling me that Life by Richard Caudle during the Maddie Getting Ready scene is one of the songs that works for him, okay? He said he's fine with that music change, um, but he wished that they would um, credit the female singer, but it sounds 80s enough to work for the scene are his thoughts, okay? Basically, he can live with that change. He can live with that change. So uh, he says Life by Richard Cottle during the Maddie Getting Ready scene I wish they'd credit the female singer, though. It sounds 80s enough to work, and the full song lyrically fits the scene. Uh, Money can't buy you life, foreshadowing her fate, trying to get her fortune back.
0: Okay. Basically, the lyrics of the song match what's going on in the plot.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, yeah. Um, So the other one he says that works for him The other one is definitely Set the World by Robbie Neville um, when DePesto and Maddie are trying on clothes from her closet, but he admits that he's a huge Robbie Neville fan. I don't know that musician. So yeah, if you're more of a fan of some of these musicians, then you might be happy to hear some of their music in in Moonlighting. Now, the episode he's talking about there is North by North DePesto when they go back to Maddie's house, which I haven't looked very closely at that scene.
0: That must be the scene where you say that the dresses don't match when Maddie throws them on the pile.
1: Yeah, all the continuity there. Let me see real quick if I can find what the original music was. Come See About Me. Okay. Okay, so Come See About Me has been replaced with Set the World, and he says it works. Okay. Um, I'll check that out when I can. I know. Okay, so now he did agree with us, the songs that um, did not work for him, Okay. I'll just read what he says. The songs that did not work, although I like that they featured him and hope it boosts him somehow, are the two Wesley Bright songs they played, replacing This Old Heart of Mine with Slow Things Down a Dial, he says was criminal, (laughs) as we agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely criminal for all the reasons we've already talked about. He says, lovely song doesn't fit the time period. Agree. And see,
0: this is what we've been saying when it's a, a newer song. It just, all right, you want to change a song?
1: Change it to another 80s song. That
0: seemed yes. logical to me. But
1: All right. He makes a good point here. I think it literally took the suspense out of the gunshot scene because it didn't remotely sound like something from the 80s, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. They were better off trying to find something from that specific time period, even if it wasn't a 60s song. Or just going totally silent and then even reverting back to the suspense stings from the pilot when Addison runs to the car.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: So he's saying maybe they should have cut to silence instead of trying to play a song, which is a totally good point. Cut to silence and then go back to just regular moonlining music. You know, do, yeah. do, 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 you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The usual thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's some thoughts that I thought were worth mentioning from one of our listeners
0: yeah that's great Uh, to get other people's thoughts on it people react differently so i like to hear what other people think
1: so thank you boomer tv memes for your thoughts very (laughs) valuable yes like grace was saying it's really great to get other thoughts on it because that song didn't work for us but it works for him so i'd love to hear all those points of view about why you know and thank you so much for the thoughts because they made some really good points and i totally agree with you with the knowing her such a better way to do it just cut the song have the gunshot, and then regular Moonlighting music. Perfect. Definitely. That would have been a great idea. Yeah. Anyway, we will um, be talking about the music in future episodes, so we'll get more of these thoughts, and we'll get listeners' thoughts and share them here as well. Well, That's kind of the long and the short of it on my end. Overall, again, show holds up. I'm sure everybody did their best to keep uh, what they could in, and we are grateful to Glenn and Disney and Hulu and everybody. But, yeah, those are my thoughts. Any other thoughts on music? I didn't really
0: want them to fiddle with Here's Living With You Kid because it's one of my favourite episodes. But they've taken a couple of songs off that. But I don't know how it sounds. So I'll wait and see when I get to see the new version. They kept Woolly Bully," which is good. That's only because Curtis was lip syncing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God they kept that.
0: Yeah, and then from A Womb With A View onwards, all intact. Yeah. But I found it interesting, too, that uh, in between A Yuck and A Hard Place, the song from North by Northwest was kept in on the rocks. Yeah, interesting. Maybe it was the same thing we mentioned earlier, whoever owns the song, whoever's written the song, whoever's released the song. Yeah, other than that, I think that's, yeah, that's all I've really got to say on it. So that's our thoughts on the music changes. Um, we haven't mentioned every single music change, just ones that we felt that would have been better left in because of the scene. But a lot of them are disappointing. But the other ones we can live with, you know. But I, as I said before, I can't speak to it because I haven't heard the new version. But when I do, I'll have a chat about that on the podcast when it happens. So hopefully Disney decides to put it on Disney Plus, which would be lovely. Mr. Disney up there. So um, <laughs> I'm down here in Melbourne, Australia.
1: <laughs> I know. I know our international listeners really want it on Disney Plus so they can see it around the world. Yeah. Maybe that's the next step.
0: That's Hulu next Disney. Step. They probably just thought, oh, well, we'll try it on Hulu first and then see how we go. If it gets really popular, then we'll spread it around the world, which should be really lovely. I'd love to sit down and just binge watch
1: with the new music. I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. See how it all plays. Moonlighting 2.0, all remastered, looking very shiny and new, and with some new music in there, and with some things intact like that sound effect, and some of the cold opens that were taken off on the DVDs are back on, and yeah, so it really is just um, the whole shiny and new 2.0 Moonlighting, that's what I'm calling it anyway. So the book that we've just published, uh, Moonlighting an Episode Guide through Scott Ryan of Moonlighting and Oral Histories, Publishing Company, and David Bushman. The episode guide for Moonlighting, um, we believe, is going to be the Moonlighting Bible because it is packed full of all of the information you need for each episode. It's going to be a great companion to have. We've put all of the music in there for you, let you know which music was changed on Hulu. It's just got a lot of fun information and we think everyone's going to love it. So we can't wait for it to get into everyone's hands and hear your thoughts and hope it just enhances your viewing of each episode of Moonlighting. Yeah, it's going
0: to be a great companion, I think especially now you can watch it on Hulu and binge watch and have the book there next to you (laughs) Mm -hmm. and have a look at some of the goofs that we've found in it. And you can read the book and (laughs) pause the television and have a look at Sybil's sneakers, (laughs) things like that. We just really enjoyed putting the book together. We had so much fun. And now we finally completed the book and now it's like, Oh, what, what do we do now? (laughs) Yep. We've spent so many long, late
1: hours on it. And uh, we really hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, it was kind of our baby two years in the making. And of course, as soon as we learned that Moonlighting was going to be streaming, we worked day and night on it for about six months. (laughs) Just really fun that it's out there in the world now. So we hope you enjoy it. It's just to add some viewing pleasure. That's what it's there for. So hopefully, get a copy, buy one for your bestie. It's a great holiday gift. Anyone who's watching Moonlighting on Hulu, would love this as a gift. I would love it as a gift. It has locations, it has goofs, it has all of the Agnes rhymes, it has the door slam counts, feed all the elevator counts, it has the kisses, it has everything. Just has everything and more. Funny things that happened, behind the scenes information. It's a great companion. Please get a copy and we hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Yep. It's my second book and
0: Shauna's first book. So for Shauna's very should have heard it. <laughs> When Scott put it online, she's like, oh, your book's fine.
1: <laughs> I think I, I bought the first copy. <laughs>
0: it's funny, you know, because I think a lot of the fans will get the book before us.
1: Oh, yeah. Grace and I do not have a copy of this book, by the way.
0: No, we don't.
1: <laughs> so no. let us
0: know what the book's like, please. Yeah. We're, we're only the authors. We don't have a copy of our own book. <laughs>
1: With me being in China and Grace being in Australia right now, we do not have a copy, so <laughs> very funny. We kind of handed it off, and the next day it was on Amazon, and I think this weekend it will be in the hands of people, and that's just crazy that things it's can happen like fast. But, yeah, very exciting. Thank you Scott Ryan and David Bushman for publishing it. It's been a great partnership working with them. They've been very supportive. It's just amazing the technology now.
0: We released the book, we handed it over, and it was online within 24 hours. like, what?
1: It was on Amazon. Yeah. The next day, which is amazing. Crazy. Less than 24 hours. Very exciting. Very cool. I always think of what I would want. I always wanted a Moonlighting podcast to listen to. Well, we had to do it ourselves, Grace. And now the episode guide, that was something we talked about a couple of years ago. You yes. should do an episode guide. should save all of our notes. It's something I've wanted forever. And I think a lot of Moonlighting fans
0: would say the same thing. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this bonus episode of our review of the music that's been replaced of Moonlighting on Hulu streaming. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are our thoughts. Those are our thoughts. But, yes, thank you, everyone, who worked so hard on it. And um, we're just glad it's streaming in the end. And also,
0: yep. these are just our opinions of how we feel about the scene and watching the episode, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've got some feedback for us, send us an email on, on your thoughts on certain songs that were replaced and how you feel about that particular episode or scene now compared to how you felt about it watching the original. Send yep. us an email at fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com and we would love to hear from you. Absolutely, as
1: always. Well, until next time. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to to Moonlighting the Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50